I want to be at level 10. I don't want to stay at level one. And I want to be at level 10 when the highest is nine. I never want to come into a space and just be normal. I want to come in with a blue ocean strategy that I innovate what I do. Everybody last name should be their number one priority. Yo, what's going on, gang? Tapping in really quick before we kick things off. And listen, I'm super excited about this episode. I can't wait to dive into it as I have one of the members of Pretty Ricky. I'm talking about Spectacular himself on today's episode. And listen, we talk about a lot, and I mean a lot, from how he got started growing up into the music industry, uh, him forced to become a rapper. I'm talking about him selling candy as a young kid, hustling, making money, thousands of dollars a week. Not only that, buying his first car at 14. And on top of that, we talk about business. I mean, if you're looking to scale your business, go from, let's say, 10,000 to 100,000, 100,000 to a million, anywhere from that realm, he gives you the blueprint on how to do that, along with some very special gems on how to get your mind right to elevate. I mean, this is coming from one of the top guys in the music industry. And on top of that, be sure to leave a five-star rating and review either on iTunes or if you're not on iTunes, you can go over to Audible. So with that being said, let's do what we do best. It's time to level up. Let's get it. Are you ready? Level Up Daily, the hottest podcast for self-growth with interviews from the hottest celebrities. Told her to level me up, told her to level me up, yeah. Now, your host, DeAndre Evans. Told her to level me up, told her to level me up, yeah. It's time to level up. Now level up. Yo, what's up, ladies and Gs? Much love to those returning and shout out for those tuning in for the first time. I'm your host, DeAndre Evans, and today I have a very special guest, uh, he's an entertainer, keynote speaker, serial entrepreneur, and author, along with a philanthropist. Uh, he's a definition to me of a renaissance man. Um, he grew up a part of one of the biggest R&B groups back in the early 2000s. I'm talking about Pretty Ricky. Uh, he's a CEO and founder of AdWizar, a social media agency helping brands go viral and helping people uh, become famous. Uh, his company worked with people like Bow Wow, Kevin Gates, Soldier Boy, Master P, Fat Joe, and so many others. Uh, he's been featured in top publications as I'm talking about Entrepreneur Magazine, Huffington Post, uh, Forbes, uh, Black Enterprise, Inc. Magazine. Listen, I'm going to stop talking because y'all pretty much already figured it out. But uh, I got none other than my guy, Spectacular on. What up, though? What's up, man? Thanks for having me, brother. Likewise, man. I appreciate you for taking time out. So how's everything going? Where you at right now? Because I know some people are uh, not able to see, but uh look like you, you want to retreat. <laughs> no, I'm at my house. <laughs> yeah, I'm at my house. And um yeah, on tour right now and going back and forth from tour to to my business. So right after this interview, I'm going straight to my office and it's literally Clark Kent Superman <laughs> daily. Right. It's, it's yeah. two two business models that I'm that I'm running. And yeah, it's a it's a challenge. But man, I make it look easy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you definitely do, bro. You're killing it. You're crushing it. Like I say, I'm happy to have you on. I know it's probably thousands of people losing their mind right now, uh, given the fact that I'm talking to you. Um, I told them kick it off a new season, and I'm like, what other way to come back than, you know, spectacular fashion, no pun intended, but it's the best mm -hmm. way to do it. And so uh, I would love to kick things off. I know today is, is Tuesday, right? And so we like to do like a Tuesday vibe mix-up, and uh, I would love to ask you, you know, a little bit more about your backstory. Like, how did you become Mr. Spectacular? Like, how was your childhood growing up, and really, how did you get into the business and music industry? Mom was a struggling mom. She went through a lot raising me and my brothers and my sisters. She had four kids total. 
My dad went to prison when I was around three or four years old. Got out of jail when I was 16. And my mom throughout that process just was struggling, trying to take care of us and provide and put food on the table. So she had to do a lot of things to make that happen for us. I used to always see my mom hustling, Avon Crystals. She used to sell us stuff and still doing a hustling thing, had two jobs and really doing a thing. So I guess subconsciously that rubbed off on me because I seen how my mom was. I started opening up shop and started selling my candy. I started to sell different items for her too and using my cuteness as a kid and really capitalizing off of that and really coming in and sharpening my skill set on sales at a young age. I didn't know I was doing that, but I ended up selling over $10,000 worth of candy, selling for the school. That was another thing that kicked it off because I was motivated on the prizes that they had on there and ended up turning in all my money and getting a bubblegum beeper and a yo-yo. I was pissed. I was like, nah, I'm in the third grade, but I know y'all just robbed me just now. So I set up my own shop and I started selling my own candy and I started getting in trouble in school. They forced me to stop selling candy because I was distracting the kids and everything like that. But it let me know it was possible to make my own money and I didn't have to wait for my mom. So I made that a thing. And then in middle school, I started getting people to help me out. I got 10 people to help me sell candy, making from 15 to $2,000 a week in candy sales. And then I started helping my mom out with bills and yeah, being in the sixth grade and contributing to the household was just a beautiful thing. And me buying whatever I want at 14, I bought my first car and, um, and I was just having fun, man, living life. I couldn't really drive it much because I didn't have a tag or license, but, you know, my dad ended up taking it from me because he was like, why the hell you got a car? <laughs> you don't have no license. You don't have nothing. But I was 14. I didn't want to walk to school no more. Um, so, yeah. So once my dad kind of got out of jail, you know, he, as soon as he got out, he made me sell a car. <laughs> it's like, hey, get this car out of here. Yeah. So it was fun, man. So that's kind of what started my whole entrepreneur journey. And side by side to that was always the music. In middle school, started the whole music thing and things kind of rolled out from that, from my brothers being in the group. My father wanted me to be in the group. And then I got kind of voluntold to be a rapper. So taught myself how to rap, self-taught on rapping and just start building my skill set on that and really building everything up and taking off in the music industry. Wow. Yo, that's dope. That's real dope to hear, especially coming up as a as a young man, you know, into this world of like, yo, I'm going to make something happen. You said, yo, mm -hmm. back in third grade, you was you was getting it, selling all kind of candy. You know, you selling your mom product. What type of products were you helping your mom sell during this time? Yeah, Avon Crystals. That's it what, was, okay. yeah, it was, I don't know if it was like an MLM back then, but <laughs> she had these little crystals that she used to sell to all of her friends. And then I asked, can I have the crystals and sell too? Mm -hmm. And I used to go to houses and stuff, sell the crystals and it was a fun situation for me. And I used to take my brothers with me. Of course, my mom was there. And we just had fun doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that, man. That's dope. Because, like, when you're young at that age, you're not really thinking about selling, you know, candy, Pokemon cards, Yu-Gi-Oh, stuff like that. You're like, man, I'm about to just chill and watch cartoons. <laughs> yeah. You know? But you took another path. You're like, nah, let me get it. You know what I'm saying? Let me wake up. Let me go. You yeah. Know, put something together. Yeah. And I dope. think that's why it's important for your surroundings, because I see my mom doing it. 
Yeah. And by default, it rubbed off on me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And yeah. everything I used to see my mom doing, I I, I used to want to do. Like, I lied on my tests on glasses. They thought I was colorblind. I was like, <laughs> what What you see? I'm like, uh, that's like a 98. And I know <laughs> I see a seven. They're like, oh, my God, this kid's eyes messed up. Then, you know, I didn't get the cool glasses back then. And yeah. I was pissed off. I got the little wick glasses the little, <laughs> you know you can't afford the glasses so they throw you the bone and a little free glass and it wasn't the move so yeah you know, yeah I, I stopped wearing glasses back then and i think that's why i gotta wear glasses now because i lied back then oh trying man. to be cool like my mom because my mom had the chanel glasses like i yeah. wanted those she had the fit me joints right and i end up with the little free you know the free, the free glasses. Uh, nah, I got you. The starter pack. <laughs> I'm like, you. I ain't gonna never see these glasses no more. Right, right. <laughs> so yeah. let me actually like back then. You know, being that young hustler on the grind. Like I heard you mention that you put together like a team. You know, you, yeah. you got hired other people. You're like, yo, come work for me. Come work. For me. How did you even think about forming that? You know what I'm saying? Like, did you watch? So now that's called payroll, right? <laughs> but back then. It was called help, <laughs> you know? So I yeah. thought to myself, like, well, if I sell $45 bags of candy, my book bag is only so big. It came to the point where I was carrying a duffel bag to school. And it was only so much I can do. So I decided to find a way to divvy up the candy in $25 candy package. And once I got the candy package, I made them meet me on the side of the school and I just found people that was in classes that wanted to make extra money. I said, I give you $20 a week. Yeah. You know, you sell out more than five, you know, more than three times in a week, I get extra $5. You know, it's like, hey, listen here, bro, you go hard, you know, you come back my money, right? Sure. You know, you get extra money. And it just made sense to me at the time. I just know I needed more help. Yeah. And I know people was in other classes. So I'm in classes just selling candy. They can do the same thing. Right. It got to the point, though, where the principal was coming in my class and say, hey, we got another one, Mr. Smith. We got another one. And I'm like, hey, I go to the detention. I'm like, yo, what happened, bro? Man, they got me, bro. They was like, where the candy at? They took it. Where the money at? Man. Dang. And that's right. when I realized it was it was hard to come by great help. You know, <laughs> it was hard to come by great help because I tell them and they don't listen. And then the principal going to the principal's office and they passing out my candy snicker bars and I go look in the bag nothing in there I'm like yo they passed out all my inventory yeah. so they wasn't taking it and giving it back they was taking it and eating and enjoying my inventory Piss oh, me off. yeah <laughs> reaping off the profits man they, they breaking it down <laughs> yeah man that's funny yeah because I kind of I kind of relate to that and you know this uh growing up kind of similar in the sense of like seeing my mom hustling grow and uh, always strive for me and my sister. And it's like, I used to sell Pokemon cards. That used to be like my thing. So like, if you wanted to battle, I'm taking your cards if I win. And then, you know, you're gonna have to figure out a way to get to the next pack. But I would just hustle and flip the same way. Um, I wasn't at that stage where it's like, all right, let me hire some people. I was just like, let me just keep the pros coming. I'm gonna just keep battling yeah. people and, and build up. But I like, I like your initiative and how you really thought yeah. it started to expand. The demand was so high. It was to the point I would get to my second period in middle school in Miami is seven periods. I get the second period. I'm also a lot of candy. So I got tired of people bugging me. Right. So in business, you got to find a demand. Once you find a demand for something, then you fulfill that demand. And that's all I did. It was an issue. People were starving in class. They wanted 
food, but they couldn't get food to lunchtime. So they need something to snack on. I provided that. I solved that problem. And then I created the demand because it was no more inventory left by the time I got the second period. And then I supplied the demand and got more people to horizontally scale my operation in different classes. And then I went from making basically $600 a week to fifteen two thousand $2,000 a week. Yeah, getting it. Much respect, yeah, bro. 1500 to 2000 yeah. Hustling, hustling. Hey, everybody take notes. If you out there, if you're young, you're 18, you know what I'm saying, or, or you're middle school or younger than that, take notes. You know, what, what he's talking about. You know, you, you start out with something that you're passionate about, something that you can flip, get your hands on, build you a team that you can organize in and, and make a profit and, and keep duplicating mm-hmm. that. Make sure you take the pros, though. This is a big mistake for a lot of people in business. They take the pros and they spend it on something crazy and now they left with nothing, right? They left with the bag. But you take yep. the pros and reinvest it into your business so you can scale and grow. So hopefully that's a, a big lesson that a lot of people can take. Um, yeah. And I used to sell Pokemon cars. I used to sell Pogs. I used to sell <laughs> CDs. I used to go around. My dad had a bunch of CDs in the garage yeah. and I ended up getting put out of business. That's like story too long for this interview. But my candy business got put. I got put out of the business by vending machines because the company the school seeing how much money I was making. So they put vending machines there because they kept catching my workers and they start adding yeah. count my pockets. Yeah. And I got put out of business. So my dad had a record label back then called EKG. He actually had Rick Ross signed to the label back then. Wow. And it was a group called Piccolo. And it was freaking legends in Miami. But it's still legends. And my dad went out of business and he had like freaking tens of thousands of CDs in the garage. When I got put out of business, I went and grabbed those CDs and I got to work because I had all of these workers. They didn't have anything to sell. So I took the CDs to school and I used to have the Walkman and I used to tell them to put it on it. And you know, it's crazy. You know how right now they have a preview for Apple and you get the, that's what I was doing back in the day. I used to go and put the, I say, listen, give me 30 seconds of your time. If you listen to this and you don't like what you hear, I would never bother you again. But if you like what you hear, then all I'm going to ask for is for $5 and you're going to have the best time of your life with this CD. And then they would say, all right, cool. Just leave me alone, Spec. I will play the three biggest songs that was huge in Miami from that group. And I played 30 second snippets of each one of them. By the time a, a minute went by, a minute and 30 seconds went by, I done played three bangers for them. They're like, oh man, give me that right now. And they wonder why they went platinum. <laughs> they wonder why they went platinum because I helped them sell an extra 15,000 CDs with me and my guys just walk around school with Walkman. So we start crushing it with that. So it was it was great. Man, yo, you got stories, bro. That's dope. <laughs> That's dope to hear. I love to hear that, man. Just that entrepreneurship, that mindset. Like it takes a lot, you know, to even get into that set of uh, understanding like, yo, I got something here. I know I'm gifted. I know I'm talented, but how can I excel? How can I grow? And you had that. But it's crazy. I didn't know I was gifted or talented. That's the crazy thing. Like now I know looking back, I could see like, okay, well, I had a structure. I had payroll. I had incentives. I had, you know, I had, I had like a, a a tripwire, you know, I had, um, what do you call it? When somebody give you something, like I had a trial, like, hey, te- you know, <laughs> test this thing out for 30 seconds. Right. Like, I didn't know all that. I know that now, but I didn't even understand what I was doing. I just was putting one and one together and equaling three. And I was like, man, let's let's keep this going. So and that's still um, big. 
that's still a big lesson because that just shows people like, yo, you don't have to have everything, you know, as far as perfect when you first get started. You just got to get started. Yes. You know what I'm saying? 100%. You just got to move. You got to put one foot in front of the next. I just found something and I just went for it. Yeah. <laughs> I and love think it. too much. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, let, well let's switch gears because I could talk about that. That's probably like a whole story in itself for another hour. But uh, I know you say, you know, you, you pretty much got into the music industry, right? Um, you and your group. Uh, you was you said you was forced to become a rapper, <laughs> or you taught yourself yeah, how to be a rapper. Forced. Yeah, so yeah, to really forced. get into it. What well, tell us a little bit about that, like you know that's yeah. Story. So my brothers, my brothers was rappers. I was just a guy on the sideline, and one day the producer, who's our main producer, you know how Cash Money had Manny Fresh. We had that for us. Yeah. His name was Jim Johnson, and one day he was like, "Man, you should put Spec in the group." My dad was like, "You know what? You write." So he makes he made me start getting on stage because I used to be in a dance group all the all the time in Miami. Because either you was a rapper, you was a drug dealer, or you was an athlete on why you got all the girls, right? Rapper, athlete, drug dealer, and then the last freaking unicorns was the dancers. So I was in the dancer category. So I knew how to dance and my brothers didn't, so they used to rap, and I used to just be on stage dancing, like just, you know, having fun dancing and bringing a vibe to the show, bringing a different element. And then they, they told me, like, yo, push back on one of the songs. They gave me one song. Mm. I performed that one verse and that one song, and all the girls started going crazy every time I went up and I rapped my one little verse. Oh, and man. it went from that to, man, you need to push back on every song. So I, <laughs> they put me on every every song. I didn't know how to rap. Nobody taught me how to rap. I had to literally like go in and freaking figure out how to rap. Yeah. Like what, do you remember that song that you rap? What, what was that first? Yeah. Song? Yeah. What was yeah that? It, was called, it was called Ching Chang, right? <laughs> it was, um, it's just a funny, it's funny, man. But yeah. like, it was like Walla Walla Bean Bang, Cuban, well, Walla Bees with the Cuban link chain, Honey Bees with me for the yin yang. Ah, not stop the track. <laughs> Not bring a thing back. Like it was like real yeah. simple. Like it was funny. Uh looking back at it now, but I had fun. I had a whole little routine for it. Yeah. And I, I did this one move. When I did the move, all the girls just started going crazy. And it was just a good mesh. And it went from that to me getting better and better and better. And that's coming up with the Blue Star album mm -hmm. right after that. And the rest was history. Yo, what's going on, gang? Tapping in really quick. I hope you all are enjoying this episode as much as I enjoy creating it for you all. Uh, if you are enjoying this, it will mean the world to me if you left a five-star rating and review, letting me know your thoughts about the conversation so far. And guess what? You can do that on iTunes or you can do that on Audible. And on top of that, if you are enjoying it, feel free to screenshot your favorite part, something that stood out to you, and be sure to tag me at DeAndre underscore Evans on Instagram. That's D-A-N-D-R-E underscore E-V-A-N-S. And I will be sure to show love and support. Now, let's get back to leveling up. Nice, man. Nice. Well, yeah, everyone knows about Pretty Ricky. Oh, I mean, my mom even know about y'all. I'm like, OK, mm -hmm. <laughs> right, because uh, that's all my sisters are playing. It kind of like trickled down to me. I'm in high school. I'm listening to this. You know what I'm saying? All I can say is my high school career was lit. So I just want to say thank y'all. <laughs> but thank you. I got you. Right. <laughs> I appreciate you. But uh, man, no, that's awesome. I love to hear that. Uh, that back end you, story, you know, how you, how you got started. I think that's super dope because a lot of people don't probably know that. And so, um, you know, I would love to know, like, who was your like biggest influence as you really got into the music industry? you like, you know what? 
I'm going to kind of like do a little bit of this, do a little of that. Yeah, Lil Wayne stuck out to me a lot. I just admire what he was doing. Um, I think coming up as a kid, seeing the way Bow Wow was doing this thing back then, he was really killing things. He had his little Mickey Mouse chain. He was, you know, he had the girls chasing him. And uh, us seeing how B2K really formed their stuff and how they had they, their stuff put together. Um, so just seeing how they impact, impacted their audience, I thought was was pretty, pretty dope. Uh, Romeo, too, just seeing the little Bow Wow and Romeo beef was pretty dope to see and uh, seeing that in the game. But it was just it was just a great, a great overall experience watching them. And of course, you got like the Drew Hills and the Ushers, the way Ushers used to dance. And we used to like look at the music videos and from their music videos, we used to just mimic it, right? I know you want to be the one with uh, the do relation and do the little dance, the little Cheraltine. You had the genuines with the little, you know, with the little broom and he do the little dance. So like moments like that was super impactful. But I think overall, as a rapper, it was definitely Bone Thugs and Harmony, Snoop Dogg, mm. and Tupac was the main influence. Wow, a lot of OGs in there. A lot of OGs. Yeah, I like that. That's dope. And I can I could definitely see it and hear it. You know, when you rap and you tone a little bit, I'm like, okay, it makes sense now that you say it. <laughs> but it's real dope. And so, you know, I, well, for one, I gotta ask because I think every woman probably gonna kill me if I don't. <laughs> so, mm. like, I know you on tour, right? You're getting ready to bounce around from state to state. Like, what can people expect on this tour? What's, what's yeah. something that they can look forward to? I mean, one thing with us, we just bring it every time, man. Yeah. Our motto is, and no matter if it's one person in the crowd, we're going to give it our all, and we're going to give you your money's worth. We want to give you times 10 to value. You pay $100, we want to give you $1,000 worth of value, no matter what. And we want you to leave talking about Pretty Ricky, because it's not about who you came to see, it's who you leave talking about. And that's our goal every single time we hit the stage. And it just so happened that we're performing in front of sold out crowds and over 10 to 15,000 people every single night for the millennial tour. But our main thing is making sure that we build our fan bases up, we give them what they want, and we over deliver on their expectations. Well, ladies, there y'all go. I, I did my part. So, you know, he can do the answer. So, look, y'all can't get mad at me now. Like. <laughs> yes, sir. And if anybody wants their tickets, go to gsquaredevents.com. Check it out. A lot of it is on my Instagram account. Just check it out. And, Better um, it up. Yeah. Better it up. Yeah, I'm going to put all that information down below, too. So, y'all uh, have it. At, uh, I'm pretty sure all of y'all follow and inspect already. So, uh, <laughs> show some yeah. love. Tap in. But I definitely want to dive into, because I know I don't have you long, I definitely want to touch up on, you know, your your company, uh, AdWizR, um, mm -hmm. one of a, a top uh, branding agencies when it comes to helping people become famous and also getting their brand out there. Like, how did that form? How did you just go from, you know, the music industry to be like, you know what, I'm going to take my talents over here to social media yeah. and, and crush it. Yeah, yeah, take my talents to South Beach. Um, <laughs> so what happened was found a new love, man. I found a new love on social media, building followers. I, I got into a, a little underground community of people that was building pages and they kind of taught me the game and, and me being studious. I, I literally like learned everything I could. And I'm the type of person that if I come in on the one, I want to be at 10. I want to be at level 10. I don't want to stay at level one. And I want to be at level 10 when the highest is nine. 
right? And that's that's how I am as an individual. I never want to be at the bottom. And I always want to learn as much as I can learn to add as much value and be innovative at the same time. I never want to come into a space and just be normal. I want to come in with a blue ocean strategy that I innovate what I do. Uh, it's like my academy, which we, we could talk after this, but same thing. Um, Spectacular Academy, same thing. So I did the same when it came to building social media followers and making money online. So when I learned this skill set, I decided that I can not only do it for myself, but I can do it for others. So I created Awazar and started helping the everyday entrepreneurs. I mean, the everyday influencers, celebrities that was pretty much a lot of them was broke. You know how they mm -hmm. say that at least 90% of NFL players or athletes go broke after the first three to four years of them retiring or leaving the, the league. Same thing with artists. It's the same exact thing. So a lot of these guys built this influence, but they don't understand how to monetize it. They have massive amount of following, but they're, they're broke because they're only truly dependent on record sales, merch sales. So I'm like, yo, I'm going to come in. I'm going to take something you no longer care about, which was Facebook at the time. And I'm going to turn it into a gold mine. I don't care what you got going on. It's going to be in your top three revenue streams. And they said, all right, cool. Let's go. So I started signing different talent, Kevin Gates, Trina, Trick Daddy, Bone Thugs and Harmony, T-Pain, Ray J, Soldier Boy, Bow Wow. Like you name them, I had them. I have over 100 people who manage day to day. Not only helping them grow their followers, when Kevin Gates got with me, he was a little under a million followers. Now he's at like mm. seven, eight million followers. Same thing when Soldier Boy came with me. It was at around like 3 million followers. Now we help them grow up to 9 million followers. Same thing with Sean Kingston. And all of these people, we start helping them grow their followers. Even got a guy named Mighty Duck, where we help them grow 1.5 million followers in one week. So the strategies really work. And I decided to help these struggling, you know, uh, celebrities that didn't understand social media. They were struggling and monetizing it. And some of them that I had that really didn't have a hit in years that pretty much flatlined in terms of scaling their brand in the music industry. And I helped them turn it into a $20,000 residual every single month based off them doing nothing. So that was really my main thing, doing that. And doing it for somebody who I felt needed me. A lot of these guys need help with their revenue. And I came in and I helped take it to the next level. That's big. That's big. And you, you pretty much grew this thing quickly in the sense of like helping so many people scale and grow um, and becoming, correct me if I'm wrong, one of like a multi-billion dollar or well, million dollar company. Uh, Not a billion yet. It's exactly. Coming. Right. I was just going to say a billion yet. Right. It's <laughs> so once, right. Right. It's definitely coming. And so, you know, what, what is that? What is that like? Like for, for the everyday person out there, could they work with you personally? Or can they, can they partner up with your company or do they have to be on that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So pretty much my prices for hours are is not cheap. It's a premium price because we get premium service. Mm -hmm. So we decide to create spectacular Academy where now we teach you how to do it. You don't have to pay us a premium price to learn it. We'll get you in a program. We only take a certain amount of people every single year. 
We get you in a program. A lot of times we do a training, spectacularmasterclass.com. And depending on if a training is going on, we'll give you some gems. And then at the end, we talk about the academy and whoever is able to join, they book an interview. They get interviewed by my top students to make sure you're a good fit. We get you in the program if you are a good fit. And then we take you through the channels that's necessary, which is accountability. A lot of people don't have the lack of know-how or the lack of determination. They got a lack of accountability, right? And the lack of the right resources, right? Because people have resources, but do they have the right resources? Right. That's going to take cut time to take them straight to success. And that's what we, that's what I figured out. I have several businesses and I would say 90% of them are million dollar businesses. 50% of them are multi-million dollar businesses. And I have a formula. So I decided to utilize the formula that I have to help other people. And then I realized that I made it where you don't have to have a lot of time to do it. You can be a person that, that's working your nine to five job that, you know, to have two kids and you can do it as a side hustle and still take an hour a day and get through the whole program in eight weeks. Mm -hmm. Right. I made it where you don't have to have a lot of money to come in to make more money and be able to partner with me and do 50, 50 splits as a partnership, but only my students get that opportunity. Right. And I made it where they don't even have to be tech savvy. They're not have no college degree to learn the stuff that I'm teaching them. And not only that, but I'm teaching them based on a way that they can comprehend it and digest it and be able to take action. So many people talk over people's head, yeah. but you got to bring it down here. I bring it down where I'm seeing eye to eye with you. I'm not in the multi-million dollar eight-figure cloud. No, I'm going to come down to where you are and I'm going to get you to where I'm at. And that's my goal and that's my obligation to make sure that anybody that come in my school, that we supply them with things that's going to help them get to the next level. And one of the things is daily learning. Mm -hmm. So we have something that's called a daily huddle, daily huddle was daily accountability every single day, every single day in the morning time. If you're on the West Coast at lunchtime, if you're on the East Coast, we tap in for at least an hour. And when we tap in for at least an hour. We're going to go over your challenges and everybody that's in the spectacular family will help you solve that challenge you're having. We go over the books that impact in my life, just to name a few, Think and Grow Rich, 40 Laws of Power, How to Win Friends and Influence People, Influence, The Richest Man in Babylon. And I have over a hundred books that impact in my life. And we go over it in real time. We play the audio and we go over what we just learned. And then we talk and we have, you know, a great time at the same time, making sure that everybody is accountable um, at the end of the day. And it's just impactful just to have. And we assign everybody accountability partners. So you don't have to worry about dragging your feet on things that's important to you. Because so many times we have things that's important, but... We don't have nobody pushing us across the finish line. So I make sure that you are designed to be able to go across the finish line. We unplug everything and replug it the right way. So you can unlearn to relearn yeah. and give you someone based on your personality type 
that's going to help push you, motivate you, take you across the finish line. Because I realize you really need a family. It's one thing to have a relative. That's a relative. Somebody who's has the same mom, same dad. That's a relative, you know, but that doesn't make you family. What makes you family is somebody I want to see you win. Somebody I want to see you become greater. Somebody that want to push you to your limits. People that want to make you uncomfortable so you can tap into your full potential. And that's what this spectacular family is. So it's not just a school. It's just not a program. It's a whole family and a community of people that want to see each other win. I love that, bro. Yo, I need parts. I think everybody listening need parts. <laughs> so get on in there. Because like you say, yo, information changes situations. But I also yes, learned sir. that the most expensive thing that you can do is pay attention to the wrong people, right? Yep. But you yourself is obviously high caliber. You know what you're talking about. You've been in this for so long. It just makes sense. But not only that, you know, you said something about family, which is big, having that accountability factor. Um, I believe in that too. You know, just because you blood doesn't necessarily make you family, right? Yes. I, I feel like, you know, in my sense, you need water to survive. And so for me, that's that's the friends, those are the acquaintances, those are the partnerships, those are deals. The, the collaborative effort that you come with in order to excel. So I 1000% agree with that for sure. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I love that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that's what it's about for me, man. It's about building the community and generational freedom. Yeah. yeah. It's not about your freedom. It's about your generational freedom. Right. Generational wealth is one thing. That's great. Generational freedom is a whole nother, you know, it goes side by side. Because you can be wealthy and have no freedom. I want to make sure I impact others to not only let them know it's hope. You have somebody that's going to guide you correctly and also give you the freedom that you want. So you can be your own boss. You can go to your kids' rehearsals. You can be there for your family. You can give money when it's needed. The worst thing to do is have a situation to help somebody and you can't because you can't even help your damn self. Facts. Facts. That's big. And so I, I would love to ask you just, just on that note, because you built so many successful businesses and help other people grow their brands and business as well. And I know a lot of people who follow this podcast are already making high five, six, potentially seven figures already. And so for those people that really want to take it to the next level and struggling to get out of that hundred K bar, right. That 300 K bar and make it to a million. Like what, what exactly uh, would you advise? Like what's the, the, tactics or how can you grow to a $1 million business? Yes. A few things that, that will help you accelerate your growth. One is finding somebody that already did what you want to do. There's nothing wrong with copying being a copycat. As long as you copy the right cat, right? Being around the right people and having the right resources and having a proven model that you have to remove the guesswork you can move at an 80% pace. But when you're trying to figure it all out yourself, you're spending time and energy on trying to figure it out, you're moving at a 7% pace. Mm. You would never get to where you got to go at the speed you want to get to trying to learn it yourself. The goal is to find that person to get you to your result the fastest way possible. Success loves speed. So if you can master finding the right person to get you to the right destination the quickest way possible, you will see real success. A lot of people right now, they're jammed up in that lane on the right. Why you got the people with the fast pass 
on the left going as fast as possible, whatever speed they want. If they want to slow down, they can. They want to go fast, they can. But you over on the right jammed up in heavy traffic. It's an accident ahead. You jam. It's red on your GPS. But on the right is all blue. I mean, on the left is all blue. You on a fast track. You on a fast lane. And what happens in between those two lanes? You got a bar that's right in the middle of it that divides the people that don't want to take action and the people that is taking action. The people that don't want to invest in being cheap and the people that see the work and speed and time that they can never get back. You going to the same destination as somebody and it take you an hour to get there just because you stuck and jammed up traffic, but you had an option to invest in yourself and go in the fast pass lane and get there in 20 minutes, a lot of you right now jammed up and you stuck in traffic. But all of my students, they're in the fast pass lane and they getting there 10 times fast. And by the time you get to where they finally go, where they going at, by the time you get there, they already 10 steps ahead of you on the three to four more things, creating work for their family while you sitting here guessing whether or not you want to spend that extra $2 to get into the fast pass lane. But you just wasted a whole hour of your time. And you got to ask yourself, what is that hour of your time worth? Now it jumps into opportunity costs. What opportunities have you missed out on by not taking action and investing in yourself? One thing I learned, and you asked some tips and some secrets, you can never make the wrong investment in yourself. A lot of people are going around investing in other people's dreams. They're putting their time and energy, but you got to ask yourself, if I take that same time and energy that I'm helping somebody else that came up with an idea and took action on it and now hired and now got you building on their dream that they're going to pass down to their family, but you, the person is not doing that. But now you got to ask yourself, is it worth for me taking a leap of faith on my own dreams? Can I pass down what I'm currently doing right now to my family? And if the answer is no, then you know what to do. Facts. Facts. Yo, that was a whole lesson. I don't even know what to even say after that. <laughs> and hopefully everybody took some copious notes because, I mean, he just gave away the game pretty much on how to get to that next level. Whether you're making 100K, maybe even 50K, you know, trying to get to 250, 300,000 to that million marker. I just wanted to ask that because I get so many people asking me, you know, how did you go from here to here? And, you know, I explain my system, my process, but I know everybody learns differently. So it's always refreshing to hear from someone else who's actually been in the game either longer than me for sure. And, and giving it a, a new light as far as a new perspective on how to do it. And I appreciate that. Everybody last name should be their, their number one priority. Yeah. You're not doing it for your last name. It's going to be temporary. It's a temporary mm -hmm. game. It's not thinking long-term. See, Nip Nipsey Hussle behind you, he understood. Yeah. He understood the assignment. It's a marathon. Anybody who go for those sprints, you end up burning yourself out tired, huffing and puffing at the end. But you pace yourself and you go at your, this, it's no race. It's not even a race. That's the crazy thing, right? The marathon is you just going at your own pace as long as you can. You just running. It's just a, it's not a race. It's not a race. There's no such thing as a finish line. Happiness is what we're striving for. How can you gain happiness on what you're doing in life? That's the number one goal. 
while you're building for your last name. You say, oh man, if I ask you right now, do you want to be a Hilton? Do you want to be a Chase? If you want, do you want, do you want your last name to be Chase? Do you want your last name to be Hilton? Do you want your last name to be freaking any of these damn names? Right. Multi-billion dollar generational wealth businesses that they pass down generations to generation. Because Chase is a last name of someone. Wells Fargo is a last name of someone. Hilton is a last name of someone. Johnson is the last name of someone. Johnson and Johnson. These are all last names that people would die to be a part of or would die to have that type of wealth for their family. Either or. But would somebody want to die for your last name is the question. Have you put in that work? Or are you dying for somebody yet? else last name are you building something for somebody else to die for somebody else last name are you building the next johnson and johnson for somebody else are you building the next chase for somebody else are you building the next wells fargo for somebody else are you paying attention to your own last name and building that so people regret not being a part of your family and not being a part of your last name generational freedom i love that i love that bro and i appreciate you so much man and look like i say i know i don't got you long and uh, I know you got 5,000 things to be doing right now. So I want to respect your time and ask you one last question, if that's cool. And, um, you know, when it comes to, you know, your success and uh, overcoming everything, like what, what keeps you going? Like what, what, what drives you, you know what I'm saying? At this point in your life and your stage and your career and everything that's moving. I would definitely say legacy. My name will live longer than my flesh. And I'm going to make sure that. But the only way for me to do that is to impact others. People don't remember materialistic things. People remember who you help, what impact you made. That's what lives long. You don't hear nobody like, man, <laughs> boy, Martin Luther King, he had the dopest watches. Yeah. He had the dopest suits. Yeah. His name must live on. No, Martin Luther King had a dream and the dream had nothing to do with him. It had everything to do with everybody else. And he led Million Man Marches. His name lived on. Nipsey Hussle. It was about ownership, impacting his communities. His name lived on. So you got to ask yourself, how can my name live on? And for me, my goal is to impact as many people as possible with information I know I have that's proven. That I know if anybody get their hands on this secret recipe book, you printing out money. And that's what I'm gonna do. And not only that, but I'm gonna impact my community that I know needs help. Our community needs help because they didn't have the right guidance. Cancer got put into our, our culture to brainwash us on the game is to be sold, not told. Never introduce him to the plug. Why? When Billy is introducing me to every freaking plug. Kelly is introducing me to every plug. Beth is introducing me to every plug. But why my brother with my same complexion or darker, more melanin, ain't giving me nothing. When they got more resources than Beth for me. And they know they do. So I want to just change the narrative, reprogram, so we can understand we have the power to do 
everything, anything we want to do. I asked one white person, why does white people have so much pressure with black people? And you know what she told me? Mm. She said they're jealous. And I said, of what? So confused. Of what? Of course, in my mind, I'm thinking I know what it is. But I really wanted to know from her. Mm. And she said, you guys are strong. You guys are beautiful. You're intelligent, creative, rhythm, like whatever it is. Well, she gave me a, a insight of how they think and why are they jealous. The reality is, if any race can be extinct, it's the Caucasians. Because once they're mixed with something, it takes over their race. And we multiply. Because once someone Black has an interracial relationship, that person becomes Black now. So I'm saying, what is the issue? But that's the issue, to my understanding. Right. And of course, every white person is not like that. But the ones that is like that, that, that are like that, that's the reason. They're uh, insecure. Yeah. And we over here minding our business. Right. Trying to, right? <laughs> Trying to mind our business. <laughs> Try. You know? Yeah. So impact, brother. Impact and legacy is what I'm put on this earth for. And I'm gonna make sure I do my job for anybody that's willing to listen because I can give you the information, but if you're not willing to take action on the information, it's wasted knowledge, it's wasted potential. I have my mentor, Master P said, say this all the time. The most millionaires on this earth is dead in the grave right now. Wow. With all the potential gone because they never took action on their dreams and their goals. They never got a chance to become who they were supposed to be yeah. because they didn't take action. They didn't take risks. But anytime I ever took risks in my life was when I made the biggest impact, when I made the biggest strides. So my risk tolerance is high because I know if I don't take risks, I'm not going to get to the promised land. Right behind that uncomfortable moment it's greatness, but you would never know because you're not comfortable with being uncomfortable. You're not comfortable enough of taking risks and being, being able to fail, but you have to be infatuated with failing. Those are the greats. If you're not infatuated with failing, then you're not able to tap into your full potential because you're stopping before you get to the greatness. You're three feet from gold every single time because you done chickened out. Oh my God, I got my last in my pocket. I don't know if I should do it. Oh my God, I don't know if I if I spend this money on myself. I don't know if I'm gonna finish it or not. Well, you don't know what you don't know. And you don't know unless you try. It's up to anybody who's listening to this to find the right mentor, find the right information, apply the information. Because it's not about information, it's about applied information. You have as much knowledge as you want, but if you ain't gonna apply it, it's useless. It's knowledge is not power. People say that all the time. Applied knowledge is power. Exactly. <laughs> you can know all of you can know everything you need to know on, on this planet. But if you ain't taking action on it, you're wasted potential. Sheesh.
yo that's that's a bar in itself along the whole so i feel like i was in church i felt like i had a live ig conversation with you i felt like <laughs> felt, it, felt it all and i hope uh, a lot of people found a lot of value in this this time that we spent together and man i, I really do appreciate you and uh i just want to again give you your flowers for everything that you do for uh not just for the culture but for everyone that you come in contact with overall um pushing the narrative when it comes to business when it comes to um, mindset wealth health uh everything so i just want to say thank you uh for that and so thank you for having me definitely definitely and uh like i say uh guys i'm gonna make sure i put all the information down below but spec where can they find you where can they stalk you where can they hit you up you know what i'm saying get in contact with you to show love uh for this time that you spent here you can catch me on spec teach me how to fish.com because i'm tired of pass I'm, I'm tired of passing out fish my job now is to pass out fishing poles I want you guys to fish, get as much fish as you want, and go teach other people how to fish so they can get as much fish as they want, right? Teach your kids how to fish. Generational wealth, generational freedom, generational everything. Hey, let's go. Let's get it. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to make sure I put all that down below again in the description. And again, man, I appreciate you for uh, taking time out, and uh, we appreciate it. All right, brother. All right, man. Keep doing what you're doing, man. Till next time. Much love, peace, and blessings. Yo, what's going on, gang? Tuning back into the podcast really quick. I just want to say thank you all for the love and support thus far. We are going on four years strong, and it means everything to me to see the love that's sent back to me from the emails, the DMs, and the text messages. I just hope that you guys truly enjoy this episode as much as I enjoy putting it together for each and every one of you. Spectacular, man. What can I say? He's the guy. He's the man, the myth, the legend himself, giving a game on how to elevate your business, your mindset, talking about not just generational wealth, but generational freedom. And I was like, yo, that's a bar. So listen, if you found value in this episode, be sure to share this with your people. Share this on your Instagrams, share this on your Facebook, your Twitter, your LinkedIn, YouTube, just share it everywhere possible. Tell your friends or family about it, because I feel like this conversation can help a lot of people. And don't forget, make sure that you subscribe to this podcast because we got a lot of special guests coming up. So until next time, much love, peace and blessings.